drink or you spill some food or somebody gets in the car or one of your children and you've got stains on the seat, stains on the floor, what do you do? Well, you go to the car wash or you go home and get some Resolve or you get some kind of carpet cleaners. We, we look for some kind of cleaner to keep those stains. Why? Because we want our cars looking new. We, we don't want any stains in the seats and the floor. Or what about on carpet? You get stains on carpet. Maybe you pulled some carpet in your house and you put some new carpet down or you moved into a new home and what happens? Somebody comes over and they don't wipe their feet and they track in some mud and you've got stains on your carpet. Or they say, hey, can I eat in the living room? I'll be careful. And the next thing you know, there's drinks that have been spilled or food. And so what do you do again? You look for some kind of cleaner, that resolve or that carpet cleaner or something like that. Or you buy an, a new blouse or a shirt or a dress or a suit or a tie and you go out to eat and, and you accidentally spill something on that clothing. And what, what do you do? You go to the cleaners. You want to get those stains out. Or you go home and you get some kind of tied stick and you try to do something to get. Why? Because we want our stuff looking new. We don't want stains in things that we own. We don't want stains in any way. It's kind of interesting though that the cars, the longer you own your car, you really don't care about stains. The more you walk on your carpet and the longer you live in your house, it's like, yeah, it's been there. Your clothes, you get tired of trying to get the stains out of your clothes and, you know, you might wear it and someone say, hey, you got a stain. Yeah, but it's my favorite jacket, favorite whatever. That stain doesn't bother me anymore. Stains. We'll try to do anything to get stains out. You're at the checkout line at the grocery store and here's all these magazines and there's always something on how to two parts this or one part that. There's entire books written on how to get stains out. You read Dear Abby, you, hints from Heloise. Pretty surprised I knew that, aren't you? Some of y'all are like, who's that? Friend says, hey, I've got the best stuff ever to get this stain out and we'll do whatever it takes to get stains out. Those are just the external stains, though. Those are the stains that you can see. Those are the stains that other people can see. But what about the internal stains that we have? We've all got internal stains, emotional stains, relational stains. We've got hurts, disappointments, rejection, failure. We've got skeletons in the closet. We've got stains from the past. We've got stains that we can't get rid of. What do you do to get rid of those stains? I mean, you can't, obviously you can't drink any of that cleaner. That wouldn't be healthy, but people do drink alcohol to try to wash those stains away. People do take all kinds of medication to at least numb those stains. But it doesn't matter what we do. We, we can't seem to get rid of those internal stains. How do I know? Because we carry that baggage from the past and we're weighted down by the stains of the past and we remember the mistakes and the failures of the past. So obviously we didn't do whatever we needed to do to get rid of those stains. And then at, at the top of the list, at the top of the list are our sin stains. Oh, we, we try to cover up our sin stains. We, we don't even call them sin anymore. In fact, I read this week that there's some dictionaries these days that have removed the word sin from the dictionary because that's too harsh. You know, it's, 
its mistakes, its blunders, its misgivings, its I messed up, but we don't like to call it sin anymore. Or we compare our sin stains to other people. You know, my sin stains aren't as bad as your sin stains. Or we even make excuses. You know, my sin stains aren't that bad. They were just little sin stains. Stains. We've got all kinds of stains in our life. So what cleansing agent is available to get rid of some of those internal stains and all of those sin stains? We're in a series we're calling Nothing But the Blood, so you obviously know where I'm going in reference to stains. Did you know that one purpose of the blood in your body, the blood that flows through your body, is to cleanse your body? Blood is a cleansing agent. Blood removes the toxins from your body. In fact, let me illustrate it this way. If you've ever gone to give blood or you had to do a physical or even if you did the blood pressure deal, you, you know what happens. They'll, they'll take some big old rubber band and they'll take that tourniquet and do real tight around your arm and they say pump your fist a few times and they draw that blood. What happens if they leave that tourniquet on too long? Have you ever experienced that? You start getting a little tingling in your fingers. And if they say, hey, pump your fist a few more times, your, your muscle kind of starts to cramp. I mean, if they gave you some scissors and said, hey, I want you to cut this pretty soon, the pain and the throbbing in your arm, why is that? Because we've cut off, that tourniquet cuts off the blood flow. And the purpose, one of the purposes of blood is to clean the toxins out of your body. And if you cut off the flow of blood, you can't remove the poisons, you can't remove the toxins from your arm. Blood is a cleansing agent. I mean, the same is true in our spiritual lives. We need blood. We need the blood of Jesus. It serves as a cleansing agent for the sins in our life. Call them what you want. Call them mistakes. Call them misfortunes. Call them mess-ups. Call them what you want. But we've all got sin stains in our lives. It's kind of like Hebrews 9.22. We keep going back to that first verse. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Without the flow of blood, there is no forgiveness. Without the flow of blood, you can't take those sin stains away. So we've got to have blood flow in our lives. Blood is a cleansing agent. You can read all through the Bible. There's all kinds of blood. In fact, if you read in the Old Testament, God demanded... That his people do sacrifices, and when you have sacrifices, you're going to cut the throat of an animal and you're going to have blood everywhere. Why? Because without the flow of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. But you can read in Hebrews, the Hebrew writer says in chapter 10, verse 4, it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. It's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to cleanse our sin stains. It's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats. It's not the right match. That blood doesn't match. In fact, if you read through Hebrews, the blood of bulls and goats and those sacrifices, all it was was an annual reminder that we have sin stains. It's just an annual reminder that we're sinful people. And it just rolls over. So we've got to have some different kind of blood. There's got to be a better blood. There's got to be some blood that's a better match for what God requires to get rid of our sin stains, which is why we have the blood of Jesus. That's why Jesus came and died. That's why Jesus had to go to the cross. That's why we had to have His flow of blood at the cross. Because without the flow of blood, you can't remove those sin stains. 
Let me read a few verses from 1 John chapter 1. I'm going to begin here in verse 5 in just a second. John's writing to people who believed in God. But the problem they had in that day is, there were some people saying, you know, it's really just head knowledge. The Gnostics would say, it's what you know. It doesn't matter what you do with your body, as long as you know, as long as you have the head knowledge or the heart knowledge. So they were having a problem living out what was in their head in their lives because they were being told it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you live as long as you believe right. It's the knowledge. So John writes in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, This is the message we've heard from Him and declare to you, God is light. And in Him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with Him yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus. There's the blood. The blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins. And here it is again, and purify us from all unrighteousness. So John says, let me make it real simple. In fact, there's a lot of folks that say the easiest book to read in the New Testament is 1 John. In fact, when we started studying Greek when I was in college several decades ago, the easiest book to translate the Greek is 1 John. So John's real simple. He says, let me make it simple for you. God is light, and in Him there is no darkness. And if you follow God, you'll walk in the light. If you follow God, you won't walk in the darkness. It's not just head knowledge. You've got to live this out in your life. If you walk in the light as He is in the light, He says you've got two things. You've got fellowship with God. That's a pretty good thing. And you've also got the blood of Jesus that cleanses, that purges, that washes away, that removes our sin stains. And that's a real good thing. Without the flow of blood, those sin stains can't be removed. In fact, from chapter 1, verse 5, to chapter 2, verse 6, he uses the word sin nine times. He wants us to know we've all got sin stains. We all rebel. We're all disobedient. And you've got to do something with those sin stains. Are we going to sin as Christ followers? Absolutely. Does God expect us to live perfect lives? Absolutely not. So what do we do with the sin? What do we do with the sin stains? Is there some kind of cleansing agent that removes the sin stains in our lives? And John said, absolutely. It's the blood of Jesus that washes, that purges. The flow of blood, the flow of Jesus' blood in our lives is what cleanses our sin stains. You've got to have the flow of blood. Listen, you, you, you can't clean your sin stains. You can't remove your sin stains. You can go home and take a bath and remove all the stains from your body. You can go home and rent a rug doctor and remove the stains from your carpet. You can do all kinds of stuff to take those stains out of your car. You can put your clothes in the laundry or go to the cleaner and remove those sin stains. But you and I can't remove, we can't remove the sin stains in our lives. We've got to have some other cleansing agent. And that's why we need the blood of Jesus. We sing the song. What can wash away my sins? And the, and the author has it right. Nothing. Nothing can wash away our sins except the blood of Jesus. Oh, we try all kinds of stuff. But we can't wash away our sins. 
The blood of Jesus makes a powerful difference in our lives. The blood of Jesus makes a cleansing difference in our lives. Listen, folks, it's, it's, it's like when you put this tourniquet on your arm. If you leave that tourniquet on too long, pretty soon your arm is immobilized. Pretty soon you lose the use of your arm. And if you keep that tourniquet in your life to keep the blood of Jesus from flowing through your life, you too will be immobilized. You will shut down. In the same way your body needs blood to remove the toxins, we need the blood of Jesus to remove the stains and the guilt and all the burdens in our lives. Otherwise, we'll be immobilized. And we get to the point we can't even live and we can't even function. Some people are so immobilized by sin stains and guilt stains, they don't even know how to operate. They're almost numb. Here's another song in our book. You're probably pretty familiar with it. It describes what the blood of Jesus does. It's number, I think, 374 if you wanted to look it up, but I'll tell you about the song. You're probably familiar with the song, but you might not be familiar with the man who wrote the words. You'll... If you were to look it up, it looks like his name is William Cowper, but it's Cooper. Let me tell you a little bit about William Cooper. He was born in England in 1731, and for years he lived a rather dark life. In fact, there are several things that contributed to that dark life. He was physically frail. He was emotionally insensitive, contributing to the insensitivity in his life. His mother died when he was six, and he kind of shut down from that. He studied law, but when it came time for his final exam, when it came time to study and and take that exam before the bar, he got so overwhelmed at taking that exam, he had a mental breakdown. In fact, they put him in what was called at the time an insane asylum for 18 months. He attempted suicide. He lived a very dark, troubled life. And yet during those 18 months when he was in the insane asylum, he started reading his Bible again. And he started reading from Romans chapter 3 and verse 25 that says, God presented him, Jesus, as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. He continued to read his Bible and he came to a relationship with Jesus and he wrote some songs. And number 374 was based on Zechariah 13 and verse 1 that says, On that day a fountain will be opened to the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and impurity. To cleanse them from sin and impurity. And so he writes, There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. In fact, I found another verse. I don't think I'd ever seen it. I, I, I know I haven't seen it in any of the songbooks that I grew up with. Verse 2 says, The dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day, and there may I, though vile as he, wash all my sins away. We probably yank that verse out because we get to thinking, well, I'm not as, here's our covering our sins. I'm not as bad as that guy. I don't want to sing that verse. But we still need to lose our guilty stains. So here, here's, here's really what you need to do today. This tourniquet that we could put on our arm and draw blood. 
isn't it time you removed the tourniquet from your life and allowed the blood of Jesus to flow through your life? Oh, I know you're a Christian and I know you go to church, but just like in 1 John, just because you believe doesn't mean you're living out. Isn't it time to remove the tourniquet that immobilizes our lives and we've reached a point where maybe we shut down and we don't even know what to do. I don't know how to respond at work and I don't know what to do in my life and I don't know. Isn't it time we allowed the blood of Jesus to wash our sins away? Blood of Jesus, wash our sins away. I mean, that doesn't even make sense, does it? It doesn't make sense in our culture. We use soap and detergent. We do whatever we can to scrub blood out, to scrub the stains of blood out. I mean, who uses blood as a cleansing agent? God does. God uses the blood of Jesus. In fact, the only way to remove sin stains is to be covered in the blood of Jesus. So isn't it time you, isn't it time you remove that tourniquet and you set yourself free? Isn't it time you let the blood of Jesus do what the blood of Jesus does? Well, yeah, Richie, but I don't know. There's some things I did when I was 15. I just don't know if the blood of Jesus can wash those sins away. Richie, there's some things I did when I was 20 and 25 and 30 and 35 and 40. There's some things I did last week and I'm so overwhelmed by the guilt. And I know I messed up and I know I sinned. Isn't it time that what we believe in our heads, we let work in our lives? Isn't it time we let the flow of the blood of Jesus work in our lives? You can't wash your sins away. You can't cleanse your sins. We all need someone to take our sins away. We all need Jesus. We all need to confess our sins. We all need to let the blood of Jesus wash our sins away. And so we offer baptism to you because we believe that's where you contact the blood. We believe that's how you wash your sins away through the blood of Jesus. If you need to respond to the invitation, the blood of Jesus cleanses your sins. If you need to respond to the invitation and be baptized, we want to assist you with that. If you need to respond and meet our shepherds in the back, they'll go in a private room and embrace you in prayer and lift you up before God. If you need to respond to the invitation of Jesus, the blood of Jesus is what you need today as we stand and sing. Hear the Savior say, Thy strength.